Welcome to the Leadership to Wealth podcast with Neil D'Souza. I'm your host, and we've got a great conversation for you. And the full interview is available on our Leadership to Wealth YouTube channel, where you can watch more amazing content to build wealth. Today on the Leadership to Wealth podcast, we are doing part two of our interview with uh, Karel Gomez, and we get into really detail specifics about how to go from being self-employed to a multi-million dollar business owner, how to build in each of these pieces. And we keep using the example of a plumber, how to put that wrench down and, uh, and really blow it out of the water. We ended off with talking about if you're the difference between being the business owner and being the plumber, right? Was putting the wrench down. Right. Right. Correct. Right. And so we were talking about, well, how do you really get out of that mindset? How do you really make that shift? How do you really build and scale? Um, Because you were sharing with us how you would go out and get these contracts before even having, uh, you know, the uh, the staff in place or the agreements in place, but how did you come out of out of that space? Do you remember that part of the conversation? Yeah, no, definitely I do. Um, and, and and like we said before, we we ended our our first meeting. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, as as a business owner, you have to tell yourself, hey, what do I want out of my business, right? And we we touched on this early uh, on the prior call. Um, you know, what do I want out of my business? Do I want my business to grow and become a large corporation with a lot of moving parts and 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 really an established, um, you know, me, you know, mid-size or, or even large-size business, or do I want to just remain a simple uh, operation that I can run myself and 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 manage myself? without a lot of overhead and, and just be happy with that, right? So the, the business owner has to make that decision early on in their business. Where do I want to take my business? Do I want to take it to the as high as it'll go? Or am I okay here? You know, um and and so when you make that decision, then and, and if your decision is to grow the business, and, and I hope that most can I, can uh, I pause you for one second there, yes. Carol? So if if someone's building a business, what what are the keys for them to even go? I, like, because if you were to say that, the business owner might go, I don't know which way, which one should I do, right? Like, everybody just, obviously, I should probably just try to build the biggest business, shouldn't I? What, what would be the, uh, what should someone take into account to decide, do I build this way or do I build this way? I think the first... Um point in deciding which way I want to go as a business owner is what do I want? Uh, and, and this is, I guess, a philosophical statement. You know, what do I want out of life, out of my financial life, out of my business life? Um, do I want freedom for the family and for my friends and to do things? Or do I want focus on business those are that's kind of the first question you got to ask yourself as a business owner. What do I want out of my my 
corporate life, the one I'm building, my business life. And and if and if it's to to grow a business and create it, make it a success where you're you're creating wealth for two, three, and four, even five generations beyond you, then the answer is I gotta grow the business. If you are trying to run a business just for you and your significant other and your immediate family today with no real expectation of second, third, and fourth generation beyond when you leave this earth, then you can have a simpler business. So the first question is, what am I trying to accomplish, right? We talked about the goal on our first call. What is my goal? Is my goal generational wealth or is my goal to give myself the best life I can while I'm on this earth? For me, it's generational wealth, which means I'm not thinking of me only. I am thinking of my kids and their kids and so on and so on. Correct. And then what wealth I can create that is generational. And so once the business owner makes that decision, then they can decide, okay, if I want to create generational wealth, then I have to grow my business as big as possible. Or if I only want to have enough financial freedom for me uh, and, and while I'm on this earth, then I don't have to, you know, try to grow the business that big. So I think that's kind of the first step in deciding what I want to do with my business. How big do I want to make my business? So what I, so what I'm hearing is if you want to, the real distinction between the two is generational wealth, a business that will, that will continue building and can continue going after you're gone versus one that is really built more around your life and your direct family. Like it, obviously the wealth will be around, but, it's not built to just carry on after you're gone. Exactly, exactly. And that, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. So that is your your first question that you as a business owner right. must ask yourself. Do I want okay. generational wealth or build generational wealth or do I want it just for my time on this earth? And it's yeah. a very important question because that's going to give you the guidance and, and, and really tell you what is your goal? What is your goal? And so um, maybe you want a little bit of both and, and you want, I want to live you know, the best life I can while I'm here and also create wealth. Well, that means that you're going to have to spend some years in the beginning only focused on the business. There is no way right. you're going to have a lot of freedom and create a business that has generational wealth capacity. So you have to understand that you're going to have to put the labor in to grow that, that business, right? And so then we go back to your original question was, how does the business owner put the wrench down or or, or the paintbrush down, right? Yeah, how do we put how the we wrench put the down? Wrench That's down. the key. We want to put yeah. the wrench down. Okay. Once you've decided you want to create a general, you know, a generational wealth, then you know that your focus is no longer on the work, but on the business, or at least you must learn that. If you're going to create generational wealth or any business of a significant size, even if it's only one generation past you or a very successful business while you're here, then you must understand that in order to do that, you must focus on the business and you've got to put the ranks down. So you cannot focus on the work. You have to focus on the growth of the business as a business, as an entity. 
And that is when you realize that in order to focus on the business, you cannot focus on the work. Therefore, you must put that wrench down and, and put your energy and focus on the business itself. Right. So we got to so we put the wrench down. We got to focus on the growth of the business. Right. Right. Okay. And so got it. people often confuse the work and the operations with that being the business. No, no, no. Right. The operations and the work are part of the business. The business is the entity that is developed and built to generate wealth and opportunities for the operation to function. But the operation is a part of the business. It is not the business. And often business owners confuse that and they think the work, the operations, the day-to-day activities are the business. They're not. That's, that's a part of the business. The business needs to focus on where's revenue going to be generated from not only today, but two years from now. Where is, is, is the business going to become a household name in the industry that it's in? That is the business. That is the focus on the business. What um, partnerships do I have to form for my business, not only to remain strong, but to grow? And again, growing the business is growing the value of the business. Uh, not the work. You may be able to grow the value of the business without adding additional work because your name brand becomes valuable, correct? And yeah, so yeah. some companies don't do anything. <laughs> Let's take, you know, Bitcoin. <laughs> what do they do? The operation is really on the popularity of, of the business. And it really is not physically building anything, right? That's just an example of businesses yeah that are creating wealth based on the brand and, and, and the business and not really the operations. Okay. So, so Carl, here's, here's what I'm hearing. All right. We've now decided we want to build this and we're going to put down the wrench. Now, if, if I'm the plumber and I'm saying, all right, you got me, you got me, sir. I, I want, that's what I want to do. I, I understand that I'm going to have to create revenue. I'm going to have to do this thing called branding and I don't understand that either. And I got to create some partnerships, but what can I start doing to be able to scale that? I, I understand that I've got expertise now. Now, how do I start? Obviously what you're telling me, Carol, is to start bringing in other plumbers like myself to actually do the work. And I'm supposed to find the uh, deals. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's part of it. Uh, yeah, give me sorry, a give sorry. me a step by step because yeah, just let's make this the uh, the dummies guide for uh, for scaling a business. All right, so scaling comes at a, at a second or third step, right? Scaling okay. is not the first step. Okay. You once you decide to put the wrench down uh, as yes. as you know, utilizing the plumber example, the the plumber business owner now because he's no longer a plumber. The business owner now, first and foremost, step one is focusing on gaining new contracts, right? And we talked about how you do that is by removing your geographic fencing. So as a business owner, your first step is to realize, okay, in order to create a large company, I have to have a large footprint. So my geographic fencing 
has to grow. I cannot be a local um, operation. I have to be a, a bigger operation because it's going to give me more opportunity to generate contracts. So focus one is on gaining the work, getting the work, signing the contracts, whether you have the manpower or not. So if I am in South Florida and I have found a large contract with a state, a city, or, or a private company uh, that is outside <clears throat> of South Florida, but I have the qualifications to bid on it or, or pursue that opportunity, then I'm gonna go pursue that opportunity. And even though I don't have the manpower to do that work there yet, it's not going to stop me. My goal, step one, is to bring in the contracts. Get the contracts uh, that you know you have the expertise to manage personnel who are gonna do the work, right? Not the expertise to do the work. So do not drown yourself as a business owner saying, oh my God, if I get this you know, $5 million contract that requires for me to have 50 plumbers on staff, how am I gonna do it? And how am I, no, get the contract. Focus on getting the contract. Focus yeah, on yeah. the requirements of getting that contract and, and understanding what that is. And of course, don't go get the biggest contract where the requirements are beyond your financial capability but do get a contract that's beyond your current capability and understand that you will get there, right? So if I'm used to doing $5,000, $10,000 jobs as an individual plumber, and I have an opportunity for a contract that's $100,000, okay, that is within reach. Don't go for the $5 million contract when you're only used to doing $5,000 jobs, but you can go to a $100,000 contract. So, you know, rule of thumb is, is probably, 10, 20 times the value of your current work, you can pursue that, right? And 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 so the con step one is to start to bring in some contracts wherever you've expanded your geographic boundaries to, correct? And you've got to do a lot of legwork, a lot of research, get online, get on these bid sites that, that the bids come up, given your, your specific uh, expertise so that you're not cold calling, but you know, you've got to get get on bid sites, government bids, private bid sites, sites that provide you daily notifications of opportunities that are coming that you can participate on. And you may not be able to participate on a prime contract as a prime. When we started, a lot of times we would have to be the sub to a prime, right? So the prime got the big contract because that encompassed um, a lot of different steps but you got the plumbing side so you reach out to the primes that are bidding this and you let them know that hey mm -hmm. i can be a sub for you because i can handle that piece the plumbing side let's say they're building you know 10 high rises and of course you don't do anything with the high rise but you do the plumbing say hey i can participate on the plumbing right yeah so basically so you're saying like, sorry so basically what you're saying is yeah. any area that you're in whether it's plumbing whether it's electrical whether it's uh, telecommunications, whatever it is, if you're not in a position to move up to to get into that bidding, start reaching out to those those prime uh, prime companies and uh, look to get in as a sub for them. Yes, uh, some type Absolutely. of subcontractor for them, so that now you're going from uh, ten thousand dollar contract to a 
$100,000 contract. Exactly. Now, head over to our Leadership to Wealth YouTube channel to get the full interview.